Hello, everyone, and welcome to Consumer Watchdog's Rage for Justice Report, our weekly conversation about the issues we're working on to expose, confront, and change what is going on in the political world. Uh, I'm your host, Carmen Balber, Executive Director of Consumer Watchdog, and my guest today I'm really excited to have, uh, journalist Dan Bacher who has decades of experience reporting on environmental issues in California and across the country. Um, I wanted to ask Dan to join me today to talk about the political landscape with the oil industry in California and state and local efforts to address its impacts on communities and the climate. So welcome to the Rage for Justice report, Dan. Good morning. Good morning. So let's start uh, with the most recent news on uh, the oil front, which is new legislation introduced uh, by Senators Limon and Weiner uh, that would ban fracking and other dangerous uh, methods of extreme oil extraction and also would require a health and safety buffer of 2,500 feet between any new oil and gas wells and where people are living, going to school, and getting their health care. So I'm really interested in your take on this. Um, Governor Newsom campaigned on a fracking ban, but he ultimately chose not to take executive action on fracking and punted that fight to the legislature, which is why we're seeing SB 467, this bill. Um, what do you think about the bill and its chances, Dan? Well, um, I look at the past history of what's happened in the legislature. In last year, a bill that was, that was a relatively weak bill, an amended bill, to create setbacks for the first time around oil and gas wells, um, that didn't pass through the legislature, and that was because of the heavy lobbying by the Western States Petroleum Association, Chevron, Era Energy, California Resources Corporation, and and uh, other big oil companies. And it, it, you know, most bills that are opposed by the oil industry over the last ten years, they've been prevented. Um, from getting through by the grip that the oil industry has over the legislature, the governor's office, and the regulatory agencies. I hope this bill succeeds. I really do, um, because it would put California uh, in, a, in a situation where it finally has setbacks. I mean, as from my research, California is the only state other than Alaska that doesn't have setbacks. Even Texas and North Dakota have minimum setbacks. Um, they're, they're nowhere near sufficient, but California doesn't have any. It's zero. You can build a oil well, gas well, right next to a home or to a school, a child care center, a hospital. So, so you know, I hope it succeeds, and it's going to take a lot of work, but it's going to face fierce opposition. Already, the uh, Western States Petroleum Association, which is the largest and most powerful corporate lobbying organization in, in California, uh, they spent $4.62 million last year lobbying. They're, they're going to... This is this is this is a make it or break it thing because you're probably going to put millions of dollars into opposing this bill along with um, 
Chevron, Air Energy, California Resources Corporation, and and other other oil companies. And you recently wrote an article um, that was pretty extensive on the financial sway of the oil industry in Sacramento. Um, I think that uh, from your uh, reporting, the oil industry spent ten million lobbying in Sacramento last year. Am I remembering that number correctly? Yes. Um, and I just um, singled out the four top spenders every year in the oil industry that do the vast majority. That's Western States Petroleum Association, Chevron, Era Energy, and California Resources Corporation. Um, and the uh, WISPA, as I said, they did $4.26 million. Then you got Chevron. They did... Um, Four million ninety-one thousand in 2020. That was less than the 59 point or 5.9 million that they spent the year before, but still a lot of money. Um, and uh, the uh, other ones that spent a lot of money were Era Energy. They uh, put um, a total of seventy. Uh, or seven hundred ninety-five thousand, and finally, Air Energy, which has real close ties to the governor's office, through as everybody's heard about that big uh, French Laundry birthday party for oil lobbyist and Poseidon lobbyist uh, Jason Kinney. Um, you know, he has close, very close ties with this corporation, and uh, that corporation is jointly owned by Shell and ExxonMobil, and they were a big recipient of a lot of the fracking permits that were given last year by CalGEM, which is a state oil and gas regulator. Right. So you bring up a really good point that Arrow was one of the biggest recipients of uh, both regular drilling and also fracking permits um, from the Newsom administration this year. So maybe, uh, that brings in the governor um, and what he's done. I mean, I mentioned that he kind of punted this fracking fight to the legislature saying, oh, I need a bill to get this done, um, which could which could change the political landscape if the governor weighs in on yes. something that he asked uh, that he asked lawmakers to do. Um, it's going to give it more traction than it's had in the past. So that's a positive sign. But we've also seen a lot of troubling mo- moves from the Newsom administration, increasing uh, the dispensing of permits to drill, uh, new permits to drill um, oil and gas production wells last year. Right. And and uh, one, one other big corporation is the California Resources Corporation, which is a so- subsidy of Occidental Petroleum. And they spent $1,038,000 to influence state officials in 2020. So they're always a big player too. And they uh, had the help of the LA Times um, back several years ago when it was exposed that the LA Times staff, supposedly independently of the rest of the staff, um, was was, uh, maintaining and producing the California Resources Corporation um, website. And that was only only exposed because the president of the Western States Petroleum Association announced it in a tweet online. She was so happy that that the LA Times and the uh, oil company had that great cooperation. 
it doesn't well, it doesn't have, that, that collaboration doesn't exist wild. anymore but right. but uh, <laughs> it did for for Once it saw the light of day yeah yeah well um i mean on the oil drilling front the the interesting thing to me is that even though the Newsom administration you know issued more new permits uh, last year than they did the year before. At the same time, there was there were there were basically uh, no new wells drilled. There were just sixty new wells drilled, like uh, sixty of those permits that were actually taken up on. So, how important do you think that the increase in permits is when we're not actually seeing an increase in drilling in response? I think it's I think it's real important because obviously uh, the oil companies have long-term plans in mind and uh, you know they're 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 not doing a lot of new drilling um right now because of the financial situation i mean um Cal- california resources corporation um they're, they're going bankrupt and then uh, other companies are are close to bankruptcy throughout the country so so uh I don't know. I, I, I think personally what they're doing is that they're trying to build up their portfolio of oil permits and get as many of them as they can be, before there's any any po- possibility of legislation that stops new oil and gas drilling. And the other thing is, um, even though they're not drilling right away, um, they have in mind to do it in the future. And it helps build up their credibility when they're applying for loans to show, hey, I, we got, you know, we got um, 50 new permits in this area, 60 new permits in this area, and whatever, and we're, well, you know, we're alive and well, and we're ready to ready to d- uh, drill more uh, oil. Right. Well, that makes a really good point, actually, that, you know, I think it's just really important when talking about this fracking legislation to to draw a fine point on the fact that we're not talking about a, you know, end to oil drilling in California, although um, certainly our organization thinks we need to be on the road to a fossil-free California, but but this legislation targets fracking, cyclic steaming, uh, and some uh, other drilling techniques that are the most expensive, the most dangerous, uh, the hardest to get oil, and puts those most extreme uh, extraction techniques out of reach. Yeah, I think it's really good that SB 467 has such restriction on the most extreme oil drilling in California. Um, but um, and and I mean this is a this is one of the best bills that's ever been sponsored on this issue um, in the legislature. But the the oil industry, at least the WISPA, in their statement reacting to it, um, it wasn't very conciliatory at all. They had very strong words um, opposing it. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how many millions of dollars that the oil industry puts to fight this bill. So it's going to take a lot of action by activists. Um, you know, from all sorts of different organizations to stop this bill. I mean, to to get this bill through the legislature and prevent the oil industry 
um, stopping it like it has a bunch of other bills. Like um, there was a bill to ban fracking back in 2014. In 2014 and 15, there was a bill to to uh, protect a marine protected area off off the um, off the coast of uh, Southern California from oil and gas drilling. And that failed in the legislature twice. So, um, you, you know, this, the, the uh, broad community that's opposing extreme oil drilling and, and, expo- and, and fracking and acidizing and injection steam drilling, um, you know, they're going to have to really, really work hard to defeat the oil industry on this. Well, the good news on that front is that that grassroots groundswell of support for more sustainable um, energy policy is definitely has definitely shown its existence, both here in California with um I think local setback ordinances that are really gaining steam and across the country. I mean, we just had another uh, locality around the Delaware River ban uh, ban fracking. So uh, positive moves on that front with, you know, the public support that's going to be needed to, to counter the oil industry. Uh, Dan, thanks so much for joining me. It's been fun. Okay, just one thing could I add? Yeah. Um, the three Democrats... Senate Democrat, Senate Majority Leader Bob Hertzberg, Senator Anna Caballero, and Ben Wessel, they they uh, joined the Republican senators, Andrea Borges and Brian Jones last year to defeat AB 345, an amended setbacks bill, in a Senate Natural Resources and Water Committee hearing. And those three Senate Democrats alone received $142,206 in donations from the oil and gas industry. Well, those are the senators that the public are going to have their eye on uh, when this legislation yeah, comes back around. Really have to work on them. Absolutely. So, uh, well, thanks for those those stats, Dan. It's it's a picture of the influence the industry has in Sacramento and 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 what. Uh, grassroots activists are going to have to counter uh, when they put when when this bill finally comes uh, for a vote. Yeah. One other thing is that you know while lobbying, you know, is really important. Um, I've pinpointed seven methods that big oil uses in California because the big oil is extremely sophisticated, extremely well funded, and very smart in how they do their their uh, political pressure and and um, capture of the regulatory apparatus. And that's, of course, lobbying, number one. Two, campaign spending. spending. Three, serving on and putting shields on regulatory panels. Number four, creating astroturf groups. Number five, working collaboration with media. Number six, creating alliance with construction tra- uh, trade unions. And seven, and this and this is one that isn't explored much at all, contributing to nonprofit organizations. So they they have a array of of, of techniques they use to do 
to in, get their will in California to push their agenda. Well, a reminder for both the public and for lawmakers to think about uh, where the message you're hearing is coming from uh, and question whether or not the oil industry is really behind it. Uh, well, Jan, thanks for all of the information. You've got uh, you've got a wealth of knowledge on this, so I really appreciate having you on the uh, having you on the podcast. Thank you very much. I appreciate Absolutely. being on. So for anyone who um, wants to know what the well permitting situation is in your neighborhood, you can always visit our website, NewsomeWellWatch.com. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, everywhere you get your podcasts. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Carmen Balber, and this has been the Rage for Justice Report. <laughs>